Man, that song is magical. I found myself playing some random old Gambino. Uh huh. Some things definitely age better than others. Yeah, for sure. I was jamming to uh, "Eat Your Vegetables" for one. I was like, "Yeah, this beat is insane." Eat Still, your vegetables. and the bars weren't too bad. Uh, where he rapped over that uh, Donkey Kong Country instrumental, like they like flipped music from Donkey Kong Country. I have to, yeah, I have to check that one out. Um, it was funny too because I think as I was getting ready for the Kanye thing that I'll talk about a little bit later. I was thinking about when we went to that uh, Childish Gambino concert and we was listening to everything. (laughs) We was listening to Kodasak and then you played some shit I hadn't heard before. I think it was called like Skinny Boy or what was it called? Um, Something Boy. Gee, I can't remember. Uh, What what year? Because that was uh, the tour... That, that was because, because of the internet. internet. Yeah. Jeez, what did I play? I don't know. I have to. Because his voice was like super nasally at that point in time. I was like, oh, I, I didn't go this far back. <laughs> um, and yeah, he didn't play none of that shit, of course. <laughs> like, I was yeah. still new to concerts. Um, but we were so geeked. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, how's your week been? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, before I get into that, I want to start the show off with uh, an apology, actually. Okay. And uh, luckily, this is nothing super serious. So, <laughs> okay, don't, good. Don't don't stop cutting onions if you're in the kitchen doing something. It's not that serious. <laughs> but I feel like last week's music section was pretty ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like I have to do a good job to remember the purpose of actually hitting play on some of these songs is to play stuff that we find uh, noteworthy. And last week wasn't that. And I feel like shit because I'm like, damn. This is our first week with a video version, and we're playing bad music? Come on. Or, like, right, yeah. ex- you know, expected music. <laughs> like, the conversations were, ooh, there goes my phone alarm. Nice. Yeah, and we also don't usually record Mondays at noon, so there goes my phone. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Our bad for the music being very meh last week. But I'm happy to say I've come with some fire this week and good okay. conversation but with that being said as a host i recognize that the purpose of the section is to not just play shit for yeah no nah, shit I think from it, the top of the charts and that's kind of what happened sort of or just yeah. something that everybody ignored it's like while the pop smoke album i paid attention to it we didn't have to hit play on it because it's like it was what you expected but um with that being said we back with heat yeah yeah and my no, week was I feel like uh, last week was a little for both of us so yeah yeah my week was all right though um i forgot to mention last week but i had one of the more <laughs> motivating days as far as my progress as a designer um mm-hmm. i'm working on logo concepts for a crochet business my sister has and the concepts i came up with didn't suck <laughs> i was like <laughs> okay this class on udemy that i completed and the certificate are already showing signs of paying off because i feel like i have a a process now with logos i'm not just like freestyling yeah. like having a process yeah. definitely helped a lot um yeah and the speed at which i'm kind of getting through stuff is also impressing me too and then i was able to simultaneously do some uh web development stuff too and yeah so it was a pretty um productive week it just you know it's good to not be sick <laughs> and get shit done but uh yeah that was cool uh dove into last of us so i can't wait to talk about that Watched a lot of good shows. And then uh, 
I know we were texting, but uh, I don't really hang out with the cool rich kids like that. And I, I, I'm, I'm not a rich kid. So I went to brunch. Uh, well, me and my girl went to brunch with like the, the cool kids from Purdue. And <laughs> it, it was pretty fun, actually. Um, it was because people flew from all over to come here for this uh, Indianapolis Rock Nation brunch type thing. <laughs> Yeah. And so th- that crowd was who we went to brunch with. We didn't go to the uh, the garden event, but it looked like it was a blast. But uh, yeah, yeah it was I've nice to see people. Some nice seen... fits and yeah. Oh, people were like in suits and <laughs> yeah. with the Kentucky Derby hats and all that. And I was like, man, where did y'all shop at? Because I, like, I was like, I don't even think I could have dressed for this if I didn't shop online or like literally leave the city. I was like, there's nowhere I could go to get this suit. But no, that was a pretty fun time yeah. with everybody and. There's just a lot of black excellence in the room. Uh, you know, everybody was in good spirits and catching up and uh, food is great. Even though we reserved two larger tables and they like skipped our reservation and like there was nowhere to sit for like an hour. So, you know, the people of the group who were in charge gave them hell about it. But I was minding yeah. my business. But yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> all in all, that kind of sums up uh, my week ready to get into some of these conversations but how about you yeah uh my week was pretty good i feel like at this point in the year it's like make or break time um and so it's just been a lot of like self-reflection um i'm trying to stretch every morning and get eight hours of sleep shit like that um and then i don't know i mean like i said like this week was actually pretty lit because like kanye happened um and i snuck my ass into that and then mm-hmm. um, I actually did another podcast this week. It's called the Mighty Well Podcast. Um, and that's basically like a crypto thing, uh, but it's ran by this black guy that I know. And like that was just really cool to see like the intersectionality of like blurred shit at the higher level of like finance and like science or what's it called? FinTech, right? Mm-hmm. Financial technology. I think that's what it is. And so that was like a really cool thing. We had a bunch of cool conversations. Um, and yeah, I've been seeing a lot of noise about DreamCon and I didn't know what the hell that was. And then I found out it was RCD World's uh, Con. RDC. Right? RDC, yeah. 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 Congrats to them. Like, I think it's been going on for a while. That's actually news to me that they're in charge. Are you sure they weren't like a like the highest their sponsor shit. of it? It's no. theirs. Wow, I, really I, cool. I clicked on the site and they were like promoting the shit. Um, it said, you know, from them. And then like, because I, I was trying to figure out why this looks so lit. And then I realized they're our age. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is probably the con that we would have threw if we were on YouTube for a fucking decade and mm-hmm. had the means to, you know. So, yeah, that shit looks hard. Um and yeah, I think I'll leave it at there for the cons. I know there was a lot of controversy about stuff. Um, as time went on, more info came out. And I was, you know, I think everybody is in such a rush to run to talk about stuff. But as as we're a week away from it, I, I just kind of don't care as much. Got you. I mean, they didn't have a, uh, <laughs> a, a bad costume contest, did they? There was I nothing. don't think so. I've, I've only yeah. seen positivity from it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I did know, and I kind of already spoke about the difference in the two. I mean, it's different peoples and it's a different con, but I think the age, which is why I think I want to go to that 
and BlurredCon because I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, BlurredCon is run by somebody like at least 15 to 20 years older than us. Mm-hmm. So there's probably going to be a lot more like old school shit that we can pick up on and things like that. Whereas like uh, DreamCon had like uh, Long Beach Griffey there and like all these other like YouTubers and shit like that. That they like Berlizzi had a whole fucking summit. Like that shit mm-hmm. is cool. Like I love Berlizzi. Um, so yeah, I feel like. While I hope next year they're not back to back weekends, I would like to go to both of them. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would that would be fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, but uh, outside of that, I guess we can get into music. Cool. Um, yeah. If you have nothing else. Um. Yeah, let's let's start with the talk of the town, man. Kanye's uh got all of Atlanta in a tizzy, and he's living in fucking Mercedes Benz Stadium. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, he's on some Phantom of the Opera shit, just living in this damn, <laughs> living in this damn arena, making music. Like what? When I seen that, I was like, I'm gonna go see that nigga because I know how to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think what threw me off is that he hasn't changed his clothes in three days. I was like, wasn't he wearing that at the thing? And then he was at the soccer game, and then I was like, wait, <laughs> he needs to at least change his clothes. Oh man! But yeah, tell us about your experience at the event. Uh, how packed was it? Was the were the chicken nuggets really fifty dollars? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, it was packed as shit. Uh, I didn't sit in my seat because my seat was only like a couple rows down, and I was kind of in like a box, mm-hmm. like what do you call it, like the press box. Yep. And my seat was only a couple rows down. I was like, I could either be actually really comfortable up here and see everything, or see a little bit more of a screen that they're probably not going to use and have niggas breathing on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that arena was pretty damn full. Like the nosebleeds weren't full. And I think maybe that was just to say that they tried to abide by some COVID shit, but no. Cause this Um, was Mercedes Benz, right? Yes. Okay. I forget how much they, how how many seats there are. I would say it would be like two thirds full, honestly. Yeah, you keep talking. I'm actually just um, look, it, look it up. And like, yeah, I had my little mask on, but I know it wasn't doing shit because I could feel niggas like, you know how you're at a concert and you yell and you just feel that gust of wind? And yeah. You just know that it's niggas' breath. Like, that's yeah. what was going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 71,000. 71,000. So two thirds of that. Jesus. I would say roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, plus the workers, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, I'm not going to lie. We t- I don't know if we talked about it on here or just casually off mic, but we both said, yeah, Kanye has, like, one more, like, good-ass album in him, and I think this is that. Um, like, I really this- feel like he has one more chance for us to take him seriously. <laughs> like... Whether or not it's good as a whole, I don't know. But I feel like this is the last chance people are going to really look at it with a hopeful lens, you know? Yeah. That part, too. I mean, you got the, the Cope fans, but um, which I guess I kind of am one, like halfway. But, um, yeah, the albums sound really good, but unfortunately I can't tell you how good the albums sound because I couldn't really hear that shit. Yeah, you were mentioning, like, the speaker quality versus, like, the music. It just was, like, hard to feel out everything, right? But it sounded like 
like I couldn't really hear lyrics, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and that was nothing more than them niggas turning it up too loud. And on one hand, I'm like, I wonder if he intentionally did that, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna give him that much credit. I think niggas was like, no, we want it loud, yeah, so that they can feel this shit. Uh, and the the security guard next to me was like telling all his business. He was like, yeah, they put this together in four days, and we've been rehearsing nonstop and. I don't know why he turned it up this loud. It wasn't this loud in rehearsal. Yeah, he was supposed to come down from the ceiling, and he had a bike that he was on, and all this shit, like just telling all his business. Um, hmm. But I knew the album wasn't coming out when. So after, well, hold on, let me get through the music. Uh, it sure. sounded really good sonically. I was vibing. He has hurricanes on there. He put little baby on hurricanes, which I thought was a brilliant move. Um, and you can listen to Hurricanes on YouTube. It's leaked. It's been leaked since like 2019. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was on like one or two songs that I heard from like a leak. I think Yandi dropped like two or three years ago. The leak of that. (laughs) I think something on there was super fire, but they snatched the hell out of that. Yeah, it was like a 30 minute thing. And I feel like there was a song and it was like, the devil is my op. I think that's on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but a lot of that shit was a new listen. But yeah, man. Um, it sounds good. And then it sounds terrible in, <laughs> in person. And I seen people watching a live stream. And I was like, damn, that probably was a better listening experience. Um, but so after the show, you know, I've worked Mercedes bands a few times. And I was like. I'm gonna meet this nigga, yay! So I snuck backstage, and um, it was fairly easy, honestly. And uh, I went to like the little after party area, and mm-hmm. it was like, so I snuck in backstage with Jeezy, <laughs> which was like I didn't know who he was. I just heard somebody say Jeezy, yeah. But I seen the, sw- I know the walk, like, hey, this nigga's important. Get the fuck out the way. And so I just like. S- got tight and then i backed up when there was room for me to back up and then before i knew it i was in this like vip room but i knew where i was going Mm. and so uh he was in there olu from earth gang was in there uh and i seen two chains Mm. but i didn't stay too long because my phone was about to die and like i didn't drive so i was like bro i'm gonna be like two hours away from my car walking Walking through downtown Atlanta, and Ye might not even come in here. But um, I wish we had a uh, <laughs> a drop for like exclusive shit. Once <laughs> you got into the, so I snuck into VIP. This is a for the blurs exclusive. <laughs> but <laughs> that, yeah, uh, I mean, and I feel ahead. like Jeezy also has the face. I feel like I've probably walked past him before. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if there wasn't that celebrity energy, I probably would have, could have walked past him. I don't know. I mean, like, when you look at, I think you could, Anna, he he got uncle vibes. Yeah, he, he just, he, like, <laughs> some other ball man, you know? But yeah, uh, you know, he had the little vest and the all white ball. I'm like, okay, yeah, that is Jeezy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, 2 chains. but I think, you know, I don't know if you've been around, like, a lot of, like, celebrity, like, you can tell, like, oh, shit, I ain't supposed to be in here. But I feel like I looked, I was dressed simple enough to where I looked like I was working, but fly enough to where I look, didn't look like I came to a concert to, like, 
like a, a fly casual nigga. Like yeah, I feel like that's yeah, how it yeah, looks. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's probably working with Kanye. Like I had my chain on, but I had tennis shoes on, but I had like black for the most part. Like, um, but yeah, you could get you could skate by. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was cool, and uh, I'm sure I probably have little tidbits as we continue to record weeks to go. But um, I don't want to spend too much time on that because we actually got music that niggas can listen to. <laughs> but uh yeah so that that was cool though um oh but uh, yeah i wanted to say i was you know stalking people's instagram to see who was all there and when i seen two chains was in the locker room recording that's when i knew that shit wasn't dropping for at least another week in the damn, <laughs> in the damn locker room next to matt ryan right that's what i'm saying <laughs> with the falcons helmet on um but outside of that um yeah, let's get into let's get into some shit. Um, you there? Yep, I'm good. Okay. I'm here. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I uh, found myself listening to Gil Scott Heron this mm. week, like random listen. Um, and that nigga was going to fuck off. I didn't know that he made a lot of the song. Like I knew the voice, but I didn't know the person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, I think the thing that really put him on mind was like the Whitey on the Moon TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that's been floating around, and then something else. And I'm like, who the fuck is Gil Scott Heron? Like, I've heard this name too many times. A million, yeah. <laughs> to not know. Um, and so, let me see. I listened to a couple of things. I'm like, oh, Kanye was really like sampling the shit out of this nigga. And um, the project that I feel like I want to talk about is a small talk on 125th and Linux. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so this is the one song that I feel like stuck out or poem song that stuck out the most was called Comment One. So I'll play a little bit of that. All right. Poem here says comment number one. Um, comment number two was dynamite. But comment number one was the one that we decided to to use here this evening because it makes a a comment if you listen closely on what is now being advertised in East Harlem as the rainbow conspiracy of students for a democratic society. The Black Panthers and the Young Lords. And this is not particular about that conspiracy. Comment number one. in the street you know us living as we do upside down and the new word to have is revolution people don't even want to hear the preacher spill or spill because God's whole card has been thoroughly peeped and America is now blood and tears instead of milk and honey the youngsters who were programmed to continue fucking up woke up one night digging Paul Revere and Nat Turner as the good guys America stripped for bed and we had not all yet closed our eyes. The signs of truth were tattooed across our often entered vagina. We learned to our amazement the untold tale of scandal. Two long centuries buried in a musty vault. 
hosed down daily with a gagging perfume. America was a bastard, the illegitimate daughter of the mother country, whose legs were then spread around the world, and a rapist known as freedom. And it, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to conceptualize from a song or from a poem. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to it in its entirety, it's very musical. Like, this nigga's talking. Like, it's like, you know. Because like, I feel like it was a commentary on Jay-Z. Like, this nigga's talking. Like, he's not really rapping. And then, like, occasionally he'll break out into song. And, like, full-fledged singing. Like, you know. But I don't know, man. It just was, like, this consistent theme of, you know, black shit. And then he got into some weird... Uh, controversial shit but all in all i was like yo like why don't niggas do this no more (laughs) his voice is uh it was just very captivating i just was caught up in what he was saying and the drum like everything was more visual even though it was one thing playing like and mm. um all of the lights i don't I, i had to do some research but all of the lights sounds like one of his songs and I'm like, which came first? Because Kanye was, you know, putting him all in um, my di- my dark twisted fantasy. Dark twisted fantasy, yeah. Um, and I Who think was he was in America. Yeah, yeah. And and so I'm like, wait, did Kanye make this for him, or did what did this shit already sound like this? And he just revamped it. Um, I forgot to do that deep dive, but um, it all yeah, sounded that, like it was. Uh, already done clipped uh, I, I yeah I, I want to believe that's how it went down but had he just left sections for him to say things that's <laughs> that's even more impressive actually but. yeah um and then a follow up on that persona playlist that I, I spoke about mm-hmm. so my homie was like, oh, yeah, so I'm listening. And, yeah, you're not going to find that playlist. Uh, I made that shit and put it in my iTunes. Oh, okay. So um, hopefully he'll bless the world with his creation someday. But, yeah, that shit was sliding. I'm like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, some of this shit ain't even, like, on any DSP. Like, I I ripped it. and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, this ain't what the fuck we was grooving to. <laughs> <laughs> the exclusive uh, joints. Um, but I guess I'll toss it to you um, while I cool. find something. Um, I'm going to start with my conversational point. Well, mostly conversational. Um, I finally listened to the Jesus Project, Angels and Demons. I know you talked about it, I think, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do it enough justice, man. It was, <laughs> Or I, I at least wish you had Wait, said, hey, you, this required you... reading, at least. Like, if you had just been like, yo, immediately... It's like, I, I planned on getting to it anyway, but it's like, I wish I had put it higher on my list, because it just, it's dope, man. It's just nice to, first of all, it's the, it's the least corny way to bring up South Bend is done right here. <laughs> like, it made me feel cool being from the city for once. I feel like no one's ever been like, well, from what I've heard, everyone's always like, talking down on other South Bend artists in a song that's already, like, not that good in the first place. So it's like, you supposed to represent the city? <laughs> like, like, sounding very okay at best? Like, no. Yeah. But he, like, um, one of my favorite songs on there, it's not called Insecure. It's called 
increase yeah on increase part of the hook or whatever he's like <laughs> top he's like top 10 in south bend uh-uh just me i was like oh shit <laughs> that's tough like the way he's he just had a swag about it the way he said it like ain't no top 10 it's just me <laughs> i was like <laughs> Shit. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I don't know, no, just, I, yeah, because I yeah, definitely go, said this turned me from like a casual listener to a fan. No, that's okay. That's super high praise. <laughs> that's super high praise. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, nah, man, that shit was great. Uh, I've been meaning to get back to it, but I've been trying to, you know, ingest new shit. But no, nah, mm-hmm. he, um, yeah, he he did the city well, man. And I always love a song that makes me want to bust out a pen and pad and what did i write down was the one uh let's see yeah maybach music i was like damn i need to <laughs> need to get a verse <laughs> maybach music is fire like what yeah maybach music was good uh wetflix was pretty creative because he found a way to you know say netflix and chill without ever saying it once yeah like <laughs> he didn't you know he wasn't direct about it uh, the last one's left was fried. He's talking about the the cuties will inherit the earth. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, man, this this dude, man, he. I just like whatever's going on in his brain. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, I want to. Um... Yeah, Ferris Bueller was good, even though I'm pretty sure that was like a single before, right? It came out by itself. I think I so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Increase was my favorite. And then Maybach music, maybe want to rap on it jacuzzi was yeah there i really had no misses here it was fire it was a solid 30 minutes of him just and this nigga keep putting out music too it's like damn like i get i get it though because it's like you know we know you but Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you got to reach past the masses and you know get your shit out there so you can really get it off but uh yeah man we're we're here to do our part and you know push this nigga's music because he's hard and he's from the city so I just had too many moments where I was like, yep, he's up next. Just literally, you know, putting a smile on my face like, this shit is great. Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I just wanted to second that point. And then uh, kind of going off of what I was talking about last week with Vince Staples, um, his self-titled project, how I said it's, you know, top five of the year, like no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually heard something that is right next to it in quality, like, front to back um the album's called use for yourself mm-hmm. by by uh the artist named idk mm-hmm. i didn't want to confuse anybody by saying i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> by like how do you not know who it was but because i did that in real life like, oh, who, who's this because i was i was jamming <laughs> the shit in the house my girl's out like, oh, who's this i was like i don't know she's like huh i'll say like, oh my bad idk is his <laughs> is his name yeah. but uh yeah no this i don't know if you got a chance to peep it but no um i've been hearing them on features and uh i've been interested but i haven't heard anything that pushed me over all right so i if this is all i play today i'm be satisfied because i feel like people gotta get onto this this project is incredible um let me so while while i'm thinking though it basically is like he has flashes of like Kanye sounds, Russ sounds, his own, you know, his voice is obviously just great in general, and the production value is cr- uh, just crazy. Like his feature the same, list is nuts, yeah, bro. Like he, 
No, nah, I was yeah, I was actually surprised he got all these people in the room because I'm like, the uh, he has other projects like there's one called like I, uh, I don't know and friends where there's a bunch of features on it. I think everything has a feature, but this one definitely was a more grounded, especially lyrically because he wasn't just like rapping his ass off. He was kind of talking about healing and uh, trauma and just accepting who you are and all this kind of stuff over these dope ass beats and everything and mm-hmm. uh because i mean there was one i think my favorite line or section whatever he was uh he did something along the lines of have you ever been in an immigrant's home where straight a's and something something is all that they ever know because all they ever did was struggle uh working two jobs to get this house and now they work in doubles they don't even get to enjoy it that i was like Whoa! I was like, I related to all of that, and you said it very smoothly. What the? F- uh, yeah, and I didn't even know he is a son of immigrants like me. I was like, oh shit, this this guy no, he gets it. He gets yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, let me actually pick some flavor for you guys. Let's uh, if you have the project pulled up, let's start with the song Red. Okay. Cool. On the seashore, put money on your head, spin the rest up in Dior, Paris. Me and Dorsey sitting front row, elephant drum on the forty shit dump, bow hole in your forehead. Talking jump on, feeling like shot. I might shoot a one no, please, no sparkles, baby. I'm a legend, standing on the couch, ace bottle in a desert. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Got the whole world and why we exist finally mapped. The rich kids get all the girls and all the ass, while the broke boys walk with the world, kicking they back, yeah. She said she want a five-star meal. Yeah. If it come with head, then it's a five-star deal. She said, shit, she just tried to hit me with a slap. I blocked my face with my hand. Now it's a dap. No strings attached. I ain't trying to be a puppet. You heard? I'd rather be stung by bees than be fucking with birds. I say this shit all the time until I'm touching the curves or till it's time to pet the pussy like purr. Fecto, her fur, retro, her weed, petro, her heels, dreams. Don't fuck up the dress code. She don't need a nigga for shit. She got her own, but if he say he trying to pay, she like, I ain't saying no. Roses are red, violets are blue. Do you want me for money? He found out when she said, I do. Too late. The pussy game, too great. The pussy game, too great. The pussy game, too great. Roses are red, violets are blue. Do you want me for money? He found There's some flavor of red. Uh... Yeah, and I definitely hear what you mean with the like Kanye sound and the, even like voice kind of sound like him. Yeah, his voice and there's just like a swag about it. Like this is Kanye's yeah. little swag about it. And then uh, track fourteen, Peloton. It's also worth hitting play on. All right, let me see. Yeah, man, I've been uh, on the fence about him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to give him an honest. Alright, I'm fucking with this. <laughs> this shit is so crazy. Plant 
Got the twinkle when she looking at my neck. All she say is he next. She call a nigga Peloton, say she wanna ride the bike. She make a nigga ego go high tonight. I hope I don't have to tell a lie tonight. Yeah, so we can lie tonight. Hey, uh, is he a fine ass nigga? Or a waste of bitch time ass nigga? You said I was a line ass nigga, got the fine ass, so I'm fine ass And the bitches call my old hoes, I'ma thumb dance with the bitches Tell her ass she can leave, but she fucking with the realest Got hands on her knees when I'm giving her the business Just to feel good, ink girl, you moving with gorillas, ayy uh, uh, Come on, sky. man Emotional intelligence <laughs> absolutely My mama told me treat her like a lady My nigga say treat her like a thot Look, I know you worth it but I got a couple problems being perfect And I know you got a heart But I got one too Before I ever fuck it up I'ma say fuck you Make it easy when she see I got a check I mean Oh man It's yeah, the 17 okay. songs It's 17 songs of pure gold And then the other 17 at, at the end Are all the instrumentals You know what's funny? Mm. I think it's rare That some I hear somebody rap their ass off And I'm not interested Cause I feel like every feature I've heard him, he was rapping, and I was just like, mm. 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 and it was never bad. Like I've never heard him not be good, but I didn't think he could do that. No, this is <laughs> bro. He he absolutely went crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, damn. Yeah, yeah. no, it's a it's an amazing album. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get out of listen. And he had MF Doom on there. That's always oh, a decent feature. Uh, yeah, and then I went back and listened to, um, I uh, I think it's like, I don't know when Friends Part 2. It's a mm-hmm. shorter mixtape. He just had a bunch of people feature on. They was rapping. I have nothing I'm going to play from there for now, but it was also very solid. If anybody is just like, where else can can I start and all that. But yeah, that was incredible. Um so hopefully everyone sold on the album after those two because it's two yeah. more that are just like crazy. It, and the feature but... list, like the feature list, is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like so many niggas on there. The Young Thug um, song is probably my favorite as far as features go, but then Puerto Rico with Lucky Day was really fire too. Mm. Um, he used T Pain well because T Pain like just sang at the end, like of uh, Ten Feet. He just I was like oh. This is fire. Yeah, nobody was wasted. That's the other thing. You could That'd have a be the thing. okay feature or like a too short, too long. Like nobody was wasted. I think that's what I really appreciated. And nobody was out of their element. Like Slick Rick, fire ass verse. I'm like, how the f-? like, what? Like, oh man, I'm gonna have to listen to this shit, <laughs> bro. I was, I yeah, it's so good. Like he really put his foot into this, and I really hope people like check it out. This shit is too good, bro. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to check it. Um. Just, just a whole lot of swag, whole lot of swag. Speaking of like older rappers, and then more specifically MF Doom, I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen the like MF Doom verses on uh, "Call Me If You Get Lost." Oh, uh, I think you sent me the link. I didn't listen to it yet because there's okay, it's like those YouTube like, yeah, those redos. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah, uh, I've came across a bunch. Like, mm-hmm. niggas really wanted him to be on an album, but after listening to a couple, I'm like, you know the fuck what, though? <laughs> this nigga Loki would have been sliding on some of these. I'm going to oh, play absolutely. the one, uh, Sir Baudelaire. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Baudelaire, Baudelaire, Baudelaire. yeah. Let me give y'all a little snippet of that because it's short. Um, but yeah, man. 
Amen. Your mind on your mask, kid. Horror form of classic, it's drastic. Filling hydrochloric acid, splashed it. Pulling out, reached and blasted. Pow. Yep. Pinstripes on a basket. <laughs> yep. New York style, wow. Shut up, grab easy. This is great. Yeah, man. Caught out completely. Sad demeanor could get him the drop and bag cleaner. Master schema. Expert in that arena. Puff in Pasadena. He read the grass was greener. Black it sounds like a Doom song. Yeah, you you could have. Yeah. <laughs> if you never heard the album, you could have really told somebody it's an unreleased Doom track. I'm like, oh wow. Yeah, so you know, it, it's worth the look into, and then you know, if you do any of the controllerized DJ sets and you want to, you know, blow some niggas' heads off. <laughs> For real. I appreciate um, that you bring these songs up because I used to really be in my bag finding these little gems, but I need to I need to get back into it. I just get nervous. I get I don't want to like hear people I love over shit that just sounds weird, or like they yeah. had to force them onto it. You know how they like will speed up the Every voice now and again, too much to a beat bad. that already isn't that yeah. good, and then it's like ah, and then there's like five DJ tags, and it's, it's just like all right, yeah, no, I'm, no, I've no. had enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my algorithm is just like in a good place because i haven't heard a bad one in a long time i did hear this really terrible j cole one though there, <laughs> i'm not surprised they was just putting him on anything <laughs> yeah he's rapped so many ways and he's probably easy to like yeah i'm not surprised there's a bunch of horrible ones out there yeah jesus um, <laughs> but yeah i think that's all i got for music this week um I'm definitely going to check out this IDK project. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything else. I have one more song that I am well aware is very unique. So it's not going to be a wasted slot. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going to end on a, on a very high note. Uh, so if anyone's familiar with the FX show Cake, they play a bunch of shorts, some with live action, some with animation, some with like, they're just a bunch of random shorts, mm-hmm. all comedic, uh, whatever, right? So at the end of Cake, they had this really, really fire song on the outro. I was like, this goofy-ass show got this really, really good song at the end? Hold on. And luckily, the subtitles were up, and like the title of the song came up real quick. I was like, all right, I have the title. I don't have the artist, but I got to find this because this song is way <laughs> too good. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is a song by the, an artist named Empress Of. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a band because all the cover art was just one girl. I don't know if it's a band or whatever, but Empress Of. Uh, the song is called All for Nothing. And if anyone's seen Cake, this that song is plays on the end of, during the credits. Alright, I got it queued up right here.
they play like... this at the end of this, you know, sketch comedy show. I was like, hold on, this is slapping. <laughs> I feel like sometimes the like slightly not mixed to perfection on vocals be hitting. Yeah, there's something about the way her voice like drops in some of the parts. It's, it's like, yeah, this wasn't like in the best of best, unless it was like intentional, which is then beyond me. But like, yeah, I'm like, I like it. It sounds a little rough. I like it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Something about it, just the unpolished parts make it sound really good. I don't know. Yeah. And I miss uh, Kalela. I don't know if you listened to her, but this sounds like a Kalela song. And yeah, mm-hmm. so I was, I was here for it. Ooh, she's dope. I I might have to bring a song for you next week or just send you one. But okay, um, she's fire. She does this whole like she sings over stuff like that, but has an even better voice, mm. <laughs> basically. Okay, cool. Mm. Well, yeah. If that's uh all you got, then we can go on over to anime. Play me in. Let's go. Yes, sir. Oh man, what you uh what you been watching, man? I'm really excited to be at this section because I feel like I've been out of my uh, my funk with anime lately. Mm-hmm. I think getting off of Inuyashiki just kind of it's hard to find some entertaining, but yeah, I'm glad I uh, trudged through it because I was able to finally start To Your Eternity. I'm only like four episodes in, but wow, it's not typical. I'll say that for now. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of Magi. Um, they kind of got through their first like important fight sequence when I was getting into a let's all talk about what happened and heal our bruises a couple episodes. So I just kind of like slowed down there because I was like, let mm-hmm. me not miss a cool detail, but still trudging through there. Um, yeah, those are yeah, those were kind of the highlights this week, but it just felt good to enjoy watching both of them, you know? Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I see you have a show here on the notes that is in my to watch list. So I'm oh, excited. really? I'm excited to hear about this. It's on my okay, cool, for cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so I watch uh, Maggie 2 and then uh, tune into Bongo Stray Dogs. Um, so getting into the enjoying things, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe if I set a content limit, I could more productively watch. So I'm gonna give myself six hours a week because I'm like, that's a shit ton of watching. Uh, six hours just of watching and then. Have you split your time for games as well, or just you kind of figured out just for watching? Because I feel like games is like <laughs> it's not one of those things you fight with the moods. Because you can find a different game for different moods, but like different shows for different moods will completely take you out of anime. Yeah, like yeah, like I was saying before. I think so. I'm primarily focused on shows. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do gaming, but I feel like if I'm on a show like. Um, it was something that I just hate watching. I think Maggie even for a little bit. I kind of hated it. Um, I can see that. It's yeah, early on. It's just like, what are you? What are you doing? Like, what are you saying? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, if I hadn't yeah. been watching stuff or whatever, it might be fine. But when you got the anime fatigue, so I'm like, okay, well, if I can say, all right, I got six hours, so I can dedicate two hours. That's four episodes. That's mm-hmm. a decent amount of watching. Um. And so with that, I'm like excited for this week to see how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I feel like I, I end up watching hours of bullshit to get to a good arc yep. in the effort to have something to talk about. Um, but I guess we no, could. That's actually an amazing point. Sorry to cut you <laughs> off, but I'm like trying to time out when and how I'm going to get back into the Naruto universe. Bro, like, me fucking too. Cause it's like I have to watch intently, but for like longer periods of time because not a lot happens and like i i can't come here and talk about four episodes of no, naruto no you can't. whereas like i can like two year eternity i could damn near talk for 45 minutes and i've only <laughs> seen four episodes and they were like valuable and whatever but like naruto shippuden it's like four episodes no we'd have to be watching the same four and talk for you know what i'm saying? like if we were watching something together like naruto or one piece like if we're talking together about this one section it's possible but like yeah, that's so I'm like, all right, when can I like run back full metal? When can I go back to Naruto and give myself the whole week to watch it basically? Like, yeah. And I think too to your point, and I'm only talking about like, you know, content for this show or whatever, but to your point, yeah. I think sometimes I speed through good shows because I'm speeding through terrible or not even terrible, but just so much filler. I think I've like like something I watched recently, I was like, I wish I didn't watch it that fast. But because I'm watching fucking like even the thought of watching One Piece, I was like, no. Like, I, I told you I watched one episode and I I slept good afterwards. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, So, yeah, that's the flip of it. I'm tired of, like, speeding through great shows because I'm so conditioned that it's going to be bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, let's start with Maggie. Um, so I'm on episode, like, I think 11. And okay. I kind of didn't care for it. Like, I was trying to get into it mm-hmm. um, until, like, the last fight. I was like, all right, it's just kind of good. I think what's holding me is there's a chance for the show to get interestingly political. Mm-hmm. Just because you've got Morgiana, like a former slave. Sinbad allegedly has a whole kingdom somewhere. I'm like, I, let me go. I want to see it. Like, <laughs> is, he, is, he, is, he bur- is he burning that place to the ground? Because he's still goofy as hell. Everyone's calling him the, uh, not massage noir. What's the other word? Uh, 
Mas- not masochist. Womanizer, yes. Mm-hmm. Woman, like they call him the womanizer of the seven seas. So I'm like, I mean, not that I wanted to see him acting crazy, but like it seemed like every time a girl interacts with him, they're like blushing and they're like, oh, like it's it's big dick Sinbad over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the, every girl that talks to him is just like enthralled. So I'm like, all right, like the gap of the adventures of Sinbad, him being like 16, and then now he's buff as hell and owns has his own kingdom and all this. But his morals seem to be good otherwise. I'm like, all right, they could really touch on a lot there. I want to see what the hell is going on. And then uh, Aladdin, he, I feel like now that somebody smacked him up a little bit, he's starting to mature. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I think that's what it took was for somebody to really press him. Like, oh, I'm a Magi too, bro. What's up? Like, <laughs> and, I mean, that dude literally smacked him because it wasn't he like, hey, let's shake up. Everything is cool. And he's punched him in the face for no reason. I'm like, yeah, this, this is a 10 year old kid. Why are you just punching kids in the face? <laughs> like, but I think Aladdin tightened up in that moment. And then he saw his uh, his gin getting pressed like he thought, but he was about to disappear or die. I don't know how yeah. gins work, but Aladdin really tightened up in that moment. I was like, all right, there's a chance for this show to take a good turn and. Um, I like that Morgiana and the other dude are from the same place, the same tribe or something. Yeah. Because they both have like super powerful legs, but one. They didn't say dude was ever a slave, right? They said. Um, like, did Sinbad free him or did he meet it, bump into him? I don't know. Maybe he I did just, something. Didn't... There was there was something going on with it. But there could be cool conversation between them, like having different backgrounds. Um, see, I'm just. I can see why the show is like probably meh to you right now, but I think somewhere between the combat and the possibility of things that happen in the world are still holding my interest. And I want to see like other gens, uh, other fighting styles, because it seems like it's broad and branching. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. We'll see. I, I think I started to get interested right around the time they started talking about the heist. Mm-hmm. And like, like that was more interesting than usually. Like, because there's been like some little fights or whatever that you would think would have held my attention, but him like, oh, you niggas snuck in the tunnel that I led y'all. You know, that was mm-hmm. my fault. Like, I felt like that was like, oh, this shit's kind of interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, definitely potential for it to kick up. Yeah, I guess I'm just wondering, but then I'm also afraid of. Like, all of this great shit just to fall down a power of friendship hole. It might. It very well might. <laughs> I feel like there should be, like, an app that lets you know, <laughs> like, hey. The like, categories of or like a scale of power to friendship. Like, a non-spoiler, like, this how this shit go down. Yeah. Because there's, like, power of friendship. Then there's what I'm starting to figure out I'm not really wild about is those shows that, like, this is God running a simulation. <laughs> yeah. Those, you, you know, like those, those like, Oh, we're all computer programs. This ain't real. Like, huh? Like, you can, um, there's actually a name for it, which is still kind of spoilery. It's like Deuce Machina or something like that. Okay. See, like, I figured, I, I figured there was a category. Cause I'm like, I, I don't know what it is, but I know what it is. Like the same way. Like I didn't know what the word, the term was for body horror. Um, and then I was texting you about isekai anime, right? Like the ones where like they just throw you in a world, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know there was a term, like a uh, because the day I got reincarnated as a slime is isekai. 
yeah. and one that people recommend or whatever. And then there's some isekai that just people say are trash or like some people say like most of isekai is trash, but yeah. that's another thing. But uh, so yeah, whatever category. Um, it's it's called Duces Machina, and yeah, I just looked it up, and it's like basically like uh, a plot device whereby a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story is suddenly and abruptly resolved by an unexpected and unlikely occurrence. So, uh, high rise invasion. Yes. And uh, what was the other? Yeah, I just mm-mm, I don't know. Like they'd be <laughs> so close to really holding me. Like, uh, even the other 12-episode one, Aquadama Drive did a lot of things well, but once it got into that, we all live in a USB in the last, like, once it got there, I was like, uh, I don't know. I kind of like this political uprising in your society falling on the balance of technology. Like, I really like that. But once you got into the, we all live inside one kid who lives inside this bubble, who like, ah, nah, I'm cool. So... Yeah. Thank you. For, thank you for bringing that up, though. Now that I can like search more, because I'm sure there's some I will like. Because there's romance stuff I'm getting into. Uh, slime is a really good isekai. Like, yeah. So yeah. I, I'll never throw away any category. Like, because um, your line April is fire as far as romance is concerned. I need to finish that. Um, but yeah, I knocking it down. We're we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I'm here for the ride. I don't know how many seasons are on Netflix, but, uh, it's like it's, two. Okay. Yeah. I feel like by season two, I don't know if I like it for real or not. First episode date, October, 2012. Final episode date, March, 2013. Oh, so it's not really long. Okay. If it only, if it only ran for a year. Perfect. So then it might be good. I don't know why, but I feel like short shows usually get it done that um, kind of held me down too because i did look ahead i was like uh two seasons they're it's about the same length cool so even if this gets ass at least it's not like <laughs> taking too much of my time up but yeah mm-hmm. um but tell yeah. me about bungo bro it's on my short list so i really want to like set the scene for me uh so basically it starts off in this this like young adult is about to like starve to death and he's like Oh no! And then he's like saved by this other guy mm-hmm. who we don't know, but this dude's like about to kill himself. And so the young oh, because the young dude just got kicked out of an orphanage, so he's just For like behavior or something. Just kind of seemed like he aged out or whatever. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. Um. And so he's like, damn, like I'm really finna starve to death. Like I was always like worried about the shitty food I used to eat, and now like this is it. Like I love that shitty food right now. And so the guy saves him, and then he stops the guy from, like, killing himself. And then, like, he's kind of, like, brought along, and, like, he eats a shit ton of food. And mm. uh, the guys are like, oh, we're with the military on a special task force, and we got, like, superpowers. And, mm. like, we're looking for this tiger. And so they're, like, trying to find a tiger, and he's, like, tagging along. And it turns out the guy's the tiger, like, the orphan guy, because mm. he has, like, this power that he didn't know, and, like, people can, like, transform and shit oh. and like he was like oh shit i'm dangerous i had no idea and somebody's like we need to hire this nigga like he needs to work with us and so um yeah they're basically trying to like stop wait the- so what activated his tiger ability he doesn't know 
Okay, because I was yeah, he, shows and movies and books like that where it's like <laughs> there's like a dormant power and they just never happen to push the button for most of their lives like that. The idea of that is so fried. Like I feel like most creatures or things like your instincts to some degree they find their way out like if you live a relatively normal i don't know like i always find like how do you get to the 18 <laughs> never have any inkling of yeah yeah but. um so yeah they they got the shit out of him they you know took him back to hq and was like yo we need this nigga uh he was like yo i ain't trying to you know do this violent shit i'm you know i'm a lowly little orphan trying to find my way um one thing about the show is the guy is like fixated on like suicide and it's like in a funny way the main character the side the, character yeah okay, okay yeah the guy who's like helping him like mm. one of the guys who's helping him that is a very strange yeah i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna be getting like i don't need new ways to commit suicide <laughs> like like I don't know, it's just like so. Oh, is this something where they're know. like they're like on a like a rooftop and he's like, "Wow, you can really kill yourself from here." Like kind of, like they're like at dinner and he's like, "Oh, look, there's like a a, a metal chandelier, like a yeah, something like that." And it was like, "Nigga, don't even think about it." And he's like, "I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just looking and thinking about all the things you could hang from up there." <laughs> and I'm just like, "What the hell?" So I feel like it out loud. Oh my god! Yeah, so I feel like there's gonna be like a laundry list of new things. I'm like, I don't know if I want that in my psyche. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, but so far it's it's entertaining. It's not draining. Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm only on like episode four. But yeah, so he gets recruited to the agency and. He's, like, still trying to figure out his abilities, and then they, like, try to kidnap him. Oh, yeah, there's some weird shit going on, because another guy in the agency, like, he was giving them, like, the tour of the agency, and he was like, yeah, we don't do inter-agency dating, right? Like, we Mm -hmm. don't date people. And then there's, like, these two people hanging out all extra close. He's like, I wish everybody followed that advice. And it's, like, this man and this woman, and... The girl's like, shut up. You know, I just love my brother. And then proceeds to look like she's giving him top. I'm like, huh? Oh, brother. But I don't think that that's going to persist long. If I'm not mistaken, off of some things that occurred, I think that shit is done. Without any yeah. spoilers. But um, <laughs> The last show that had a weird familiar, uh, familial sexual energy was uh, Black Clover. And it just was... It was the one part of the show that was just making me. I was like, "Come on," because this dude was like obsessed with his little sister. Like, but he he was obsessed with her in a way that was like it definitely got past the protective idea and was just it just seemed like obsessive. I was yeah. like, "This is gross," because it was like immediate that they like, "No, nope, <laughs> he's not being a good big brother. He's kind of nasty." Like, and it's like every. <laughs> Like, and every time he spoke, he had to bring her up in some way. And it was like, was like, I'm damn near having nosebleeds. I was like, huh? Yeah. yeah so I, 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 I don't know what that is. Um, yeah. So that ended, to my knowledge, pretty quickly. Um, but I was just like, uh, I don't know how weird this show finna get. <laughs> it's one of those things you just can only hope they just let, let that shit go. Like, stop including the joke or the convos or 
you've characterized this person it's gross l- let it be <laughs> like, yeah yeah or it's um, awkward let it be like yeah um but outside of that uh it seems pretty good um mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just looking at a character list just to get a feel for like the art style and I I like the art style a lot. Um mm. But yeah, so last last thing I watched, they was trying to kidnap the tiger nigga, obviously, cuz he's powerful beyond his own knowledge and he's just like, "Y'all want me?" <laughs> that whole thing. Mm. Um but yeah, I'll come back next week with more um, the Armed Detective Agency. This website yes. has them listed by their rankings. The president, the members, clerks, former members, leader of the Port Mafia. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm liking these character designs. Yeah. Yeah, it's giving me, like, quirk-type energy. Mm. Um. But, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it, it, it reminded me of My Hero Academia, kind of. Like, uh, this nigga has a power, niggas want it, and he's a good guy. Yep. Um, What's the setting like? Is it futuristic? Or is it, because based on the clothes, it looked like it could be a more fictional version of uh, 91 Days. Like, they dress like Yes, that, like, that's what I, that's where the time period that I was thinking. Yeah, it looked like that <laughs> from their outfits. I was like, no, nah, I don't think it's like futuristic at all. Ninety one days is like the perfect, I think, era. Um cool. but I haven't seen nobody pull out actually but they do Yeah, it's a weird play on time because there's like it looks like that, but then there's some slight futuristic shit that happens. Mm. Okay. Cool. But it's a it's an ability, so mm, that, okay. yeah. Well, it don't sound too bad, then. I might pick it up. I'm trying to figure out how many or if not all of the shows you brought up recently, good or bad. I want to just, like, dabble in. Like, I still, <laughs> I almost started re- uh, Records of Ragnarok today if I didn't have to, like, run to the bathroom before we started. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to sneak in an episode or two. But, uh, yeah, that's on my list. Even though you didn't really care for it, I still just for entertainment purposes. I want to just have a good laugh, like, see if I dislike the same things and whatnot. But uh, Bungo is already on my list, so. Um, yeah. It's definitely an easy watch. Cool. Is it dub? Yes. Okay. Oh, and back to Magi. The only other thing I had to say, because uh, dub made me think of it, but I think I figured out my least favorite dub voice actor. And it's uh, the dude who does um, Alibaba's voice. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in a lot of dubs, but I'm like, I feel like he speaks like he's trying to convince you of something constantly. <laughs> and it's really irritating. Like, mm. even the scenes that are, like, he's not saying anything super important, but he just still sounds like he's trying to convince you of something. It's like... Yeah. Like, tone it tone it down, bro. Like, like I get it. Like his character is usually, like, nervous and trying to, like, just triumph and all this. Well, like, there's some moments from this, like, his voice is fucking irritating. Like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what it is. But, like, the characters themselves usually, like, he, I don't know. It's like he does good for the character it is, but, like, it makes me just, like him and the characters like less and less every time I hear his voice I don't know but yeah I guess that brings me to to your eternity if you've said your piece on Bungo for now yeah cool uh yeah I'm trying to figure out how to set the scene for this one because this show is different so far in a good way but it's very different Um, Mm -hmm. so it starts off there's this 
probably godlike figure who is holding an orb and he throws the orb onto earth and the orb becomes a rock just to like fit into earth earth is already <laughs> established right yeah um so the rock is just sitting there in the winter it gets covered by snow in the spring it gets covered into moss and it becomes a moss rock mm-hmm. and then um a wolf dies by the rock and the rock becomes the wolf so basically this orb is like this sentient thing from god and the orb is like just trying to learn how life works mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't know how to talk it doesn't know nothing but like it goes from it's it like it just observes right so it becomes the wolf and as the wolf moves about like the wolf tendencies it starts to learn how to what eating is biting blah 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 but the orb is um immortal so anytime the wolf would die he just repairs himself and depending on like the type of death it like determines how fast he can like recover and how many times he's dying like uh but it's more gruesome and like well let me not say more but you know how cannon busters like the billy the kid was immortal and he just kept but this show don't do that like haha there's a hole in his belly like it's like no you are dying but coming back at the same time and it's really nasty and bones are cracking and like it's (laughs) it it does it doesn't play about reincarnation or like being reformed and all that yeah even when he went from the rock to the wolf it was kind of gross like the wolf part is twisting because like the orb was like not going into the wolf necessarily it was like going into it but like also like rebuilding it like this is weird like but anyway uh after it becomes a wolf and does wolf things for a little bit Mm -hmm. um he ends up realizing he's a pet wolf with somebody and this dude lives in like this like antarctic small village but everybody left the village already he just didn't leave because he got injured and his family like kept on pushing because like whatever so Mm -hmm. he's the only kid in his village and the wolf is like realizes they have a relationship because the dude's like hugging the wolf and like oh my god i didn't think you'd come back and whatever Mm -hmm. um so the first two episodes is like the the rock the the wolf and the boy just trying to find more people and where's his family and where's anybody like the kid is like positive and so determined to like find people and the orb is still just observing the kid learning like the kid's like why are you not eating you love fish and you know the orb don't know what eating is so he's just like uh but then he you know he learns what eating is and yeah he like he likes the warmth of fire and so you get what i'm saying like the show is like very granular of like uh they say stimulation a lot like the the orb is learning what stimulation is and how good things feel how bad things feel pain blah 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 even though it's immortal and the only way to describe the show is really to spoil this part but like the the wolf becomes a person next yeah i mean we knew it was happening (laughs) yeah yeah the, the the wolf becomes the boy and he's still immortal like he does his nasty bones cracking and becomes the boy and continues on with the boy's um journey because he kind of picks up the clues of like because the boy would like draw people on the walls because he misses family and so the wolf kind of gets that like i need to be by more people i can't survive in this snow because i keep dying and i keep coming back so let me go and then it gets into this village um where they believe in sacrifices like annually i think (laughs) they pick like they pick one little girl to sacrifice to this like polar bear god Mm -hmm. and so the little girl that was in next line to be sacrificed 
she's like really really like wise for her age so she was like she's like mommy daddy why is everybody cheering for me did i win something they're like uh yeah you get to go you know and it's like 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 you feel bad because like the parents don't want to lose that cute little kid the kid realizes what's going on she don't want to die it's like oh and so it's like the meeting of like the wolf boy who's still not named at that point and the the girl getting closer to the day where she's supposed to be sacrificed like they end up you know intersecting um yeah so that's kind of where the story is like it's like that's kind of where i'm at it's like it's sacrifice day for the girl she's tried to escape like twice because she don't want to be sacrificed to pull away god and the boy comes with his immortal ass and he, he still don't know how to talk like it's just it's crazy like there's just so many like granular small interactions of him like humans are weird all i know is wolf stuff i don't really know human stuff yet i don't know how they get down but i'm kind of picking up on emotions because i see mm-hmm. this girl cry like he don't even know how to use his hands like <laughs> like she like he bumps into the girl in the woods and she like gives him fruit but he keep like oh no every time she would pick up the fruit he would like smack it out of her hand and then try to eat it with no hands on the ground because he just don't know like he knows how to walk yeah. he just don't understand anything um but yeah the music is really good the idea of this like picking up on whatever's going on in the world he don't know nothing communication there's like elements of magic and i think there's other immortals because the girl kind of hints at it she's like because she witnesses him like die and come back like everybody else was scared that was chasing her because she was escaping this sacrifice day and she's like hmm you're immortal aren't you like so i was like oh there must be other immortals and she like knows of this idea and she just doesn't care because she's like six maybe yeah so yeah it's like i don't know this is really interesting hmm. um just him trying to understand whatever the godlike person hasn't spoken again but he like narrates the beginning of every episode like he's like oh the orb became this the wolf became the boy the boy has seen this like every episode starts like that where they're just like giving you the bits so like whatever is going on it makes you want to see how much the the orb is going to learn how many people he loses if he has to change bodies again because so far it seems like he's only going to be this boy but i'm like hey this this title is to your eternity so i don't know if he gonna like live forever as that he could be something else like how far in the future is he gonna go like yeah so i i don't know this is really interesting already uh, but it's definitely like one of those you like you gotta sit down and fold your arms and legs and get a blanket and like watch like it's it's very like it's not slow in a bad way is this Crunchyroll? yeah and it's dubbed though yes okay because i like the artwork i just looked up a a trailer Mm -hmm. on uh youtube the voices are good the music is good it's sad as hell is Um, it uh is this technically in a slime genre maybe or is it not yeah, a slime know. genre and it's a reincarnation? Because I feel like they're I I did a little deep dive on the different shows that are on like different categories. Mm-hmm. Oh well, no, cool. the slime thing in in itself. Oh, and it's like they're all oh, like okay, okay, okay. Toss into this place and then they mm. kind of like a uh, AI. <laughs> they <laughs> like absorb information how to, and become. Yeah. yeah, it's probably a non-futuristic version of that. Because I feel like cause Slime was set in present day and he got transported back in time, but the orb damn near. Well, you know, there's like three different like Slime shows at year least. Year zero, you know, like. Mm. But in the orb also, like, 
was like a blank slate. Like it doesn't, it didn't know anything. Like the godlike creature that dropped it on the earth knows, knows earth and everything, but they're not talking. He doesn't like know, like the orb has no, like, just he's a blank, blank USB. Hmm. Like he just like was plugged into earth and it's like, all right, good luck. Let's see if you can figure shit out. Hmm. But he dies over and over and over and over. So it's like, yeah, without immortality, the orb would not have gotten past hmm. the, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have got past the wolf. It, it's doing a very bad job of living. Got <laughs> like, it. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But no, it's it's very good so far. Like I've seen so many people talk about it. So I'm like, all right, what's this to your eternity about? But yeah, I'm all, I'm all in. I like the little girl. Um, I don't want to see her get sacrificed and they're getting into, it's looking like she's dodging it. But <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, I'm glad I picked it up. I'm, I'm going to be watching this, but I'm really also glad it's dubbed so I can like. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like not action heavy, so you really can kind of, you know, multitask if you need to. But I feel like it's very captivating from the conversations and the the music that you want to be tuned in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Before we get off anime, any word on uh, Vinland Saga? The dates. I feel like they dropped the dates, but I don't remember. Um, yeah, it's definitely confirmed and all that. I want to say it's fall though. I'm about to take a quick look. Oh, a trailer. it's on the way, and it already has a trailer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. If it has a trailer, I mean, it's 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 made. Then I would think. Yeah, they usually tuck the dates in at the end of these things. I want to scrub through and see. I'm looking forward to it though. Um, yeah. And maybe even that's though we talk so, so much shit for- about it. <laughs> I think it was easy for us to be harsh because we were like trying to trudge through the same section really mm-hmm. fast. And that probably just, yeah, that don't help nobody. No, especially subbed. Yeah. I'm scrubbing through this trailer. It looks like it has to be done. Cause these are like definitely different episodes. They're so in here. Yeah. Whatever. That okay. boy Thorfinn was going through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get on to games. I'm ready to talk about Last of Us. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's get to it. It's time. Right, gaming, gaming. Um, the moment you've all been waiting for. Alex <laughs> finally crossed over the threshold. Yes. Last of Us. I ain't even gonna hold y'all. It's time to talk about Last of Us Two. Uh, it's yeah. At this point, I'm a year late, so this is a spoiler-heavy talk. Y'all niggas know what happened. So, but fair warning. All right, well, let's this, get into it. It, it. It's spoiler-heavy talk here. I guess I could start on the lighter note now that I've like <laughs> gotten. I was telling you earlier, but, like, I feel like every game has that point where it's, like, or even shows. Like, you have that point where you're, like, understanding and they're like the game, your hand. the concept. They're showing you stuff. They're holding your hand. Maybe they're refreshing you on the previous game's content, a little bit of both, whatever, right? But then you get to that point where they let go, and you start to understand what's going on, and you decide whether or not you're, like, even enjoying it, and you care about the loop of the game, and if you can do the controls... And so I'm finally into that threshold and I feel confident in 
some of my critiques um, and compliments and whatever. But I think my first point is the lighting in this game is unbelievably realistic. Like, I don't think I've played a game that has lighting that's done this well. Because, I mean, you're in, like, these moss-covered buildings with, like, a little bit of light peeking through windows. And just, like, if you push something by it, the shadows hit really well. And when uh, Ellie went to go to Joel's house to look through his things, um, <laughs> she, you know, was holding up his watch. And, like, when you turn it, like, the way the light just reflects off the watch, I was like, am I even playing a game? Like, this is, <laughs> I feel like I'm really holding this watch for real. Like, it's just hitting the light when I told it towards the window the way, like, the sun would hit a watch. Like, like I don't know. It's just, the lighting has been very impressive. And then, especially because if you look at the opposite end, like, you know, there's Ellie in a room that's well lit from, like, natural lighting, but then it's a fucking zombie game. And when you're in, like, dark corners, there's there are rooms where you actually need the flashlight. Like, I feel like they actually made the dark feel dark. Because some critique of a lot of games people bring up, and I agree generally, is, like, some games don't really have darkness. They have, like, shades of blue yeah. that, like, don't really attribute to what the night looks like or, like, what darkness really is. Just enough for you to like not have to be tripping and struggling with your TV settings and mm. whatever, or like fully getting experience of like the dark. But I feel like this game is like, nah, if you don't got your flashlight on sometimes, you're not gonna see the corner very well. Um, so yeah, they, they did light and dark very well. And having okay. to shake, shake a flashlight randomly and it's flickering and the shit's reflecting different. Uh, what were you gonna say? No, I, I thought I was just, you know, haven't been gaming because I was. A, like blown away every time I turn the flashlight on I'm like man so when I move closer like the circle of the light is getting bigger and smaller and you see the light bouncing off the wall I'm like this is no nuts. it's not you this is the games are <laughs> not yeah <laughs> and as a person like, who like lights content to film it I'm like this is reacting like a fucking light <laughs> like, like Ghost of Tsushima did impressive things with lights but not to this degree, and also because they they had different sources, yeah, light sources, and you know the time frame and everything. But I mean, just the way the snow reflects off the ground, the moss reflecting off stuff. There's some like stormy. There's like one day that was getting kind of stormy. That and I mean, even just the fact that I can describe it as it was getting stormy. Like it wasn't just like raining sideways or like yeah. sunny. Like there's like in between temperatures. And stuff like they, I don't know. They, yeah. So to get off light, I say like the world design is incredible because like mm-hmm. you, for one, post-apocalyptic Seattle looks like post-apocalyptic Seattle. Like, and it was funny. My my cousin who lives there was asking like, what part of Seattle are, are you downtown? And then my other friend was like, no. How are we how are we, how are we supposed to know? I was like. I've been there enough, and that little map she had was pretty accurate. I was like, you're, I was like, you're, you're on Sixth and uh, Meridian or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, you, I remember. You, yeah, you're in the thick of it for real. Like this, like this is Seattle. This shit looked crazy. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. And I like how this game is slightly more open. Like it's like, I don't want to say a fake open world, but it's like just open enough to not feel like they're taking you down one path. Yeah. And I like how you can just like. Because I think there was like a, like the, uh, Ellie and Dina said they wanted to go to a bank vault, but they don't really show you exactly where it is. It's like in between two crust buildings and you got to crawl under some shit and then they're weaving their way. I'm like, this is how you do a, 
zombie experience. Like, it's not always going to be like, hey, look, let's go right there. Hey, look, we should go there next. Like, there's like a, we want to get there, but we could go here. That place might have something useful, but we also don't know exactly how to get there because there's like crust buildings, people, 20 people trying to kill us. It's getting dark. Like, there's so many variables that even, you know, Last of Us 1 wasn't like that. It was like, we're just going to beam down this path. And if like a, a ladder falls, we're going to have to go around. But this game is like, no, the environment's already fucked up and you already have difficult paths. And they're not in the same line. Like, they're around you. So I think that's just so impressive that it's a slightly open world. Like, you're not going across three different islands like ghosts. and yeah. Yeah, it's not like that. It's like we got sections of places for you to check out. And there's parts you don't even have to go to. Like, I found myself wandering in random houses. And I'm like, oh, this wasn't even part of the story. But, like, I found, like, cool little trading cards. And I'm reading more (laughs) notes. And it just feels more open. Like, Last of Us 1, when you're finding notes and stuff, it just seemed like it was on the way you were probably going to go anyway. But this game is like, nah, you could break that window with Ellie's strong-ass elbow and just hop into this house and just rummage through people's shit that you didn't have to go to. So I was like, yeah, they snuck in these alternate routes and Ellie and Dina's conversations also are supernatural. Like they, I think this is the first game where I've had the characters finish a conversation in between a forced cutscene. if that makes sense. Like they were talking about, I don't know, Dina's fact that she was, her family's uh, Jewish mm-hmm. and then like a forced cutscene came in where they had to acknowledge like oh shit there's enemies but like we took care of that and then Ellie was literally like oh so what were you saying and then she continued to finish <laughs> the conversation I was like what the f-? like they're aware of what has been said and what not like yeah. games don't do that if you if you walk too far and somebody you cut off a sentence you're not getting the rest of that story in most games like it's just done <laughs> like they actually were just like oh yeah anyway I was like what so I don't know. There's just so many things I'm already impressed with, like from a like gameplay perspective. The, I think the only thing I don't like is that L1 is the dodge and the sprint button. That shit kind of suck. Like early on, I was getting confused. I was like, I think I was Abby and I was like trying to weave through this horde of zombies, but I was only dodging and I didn't realize that that is yeah. the sprint button and she was just walking. So I kept dying at this horde over and over because she's just like trying to walk through a horde. I was like, oh. I'm not running. Yeah, I think of it as like a secondary action button. Yeah, it, my head's getting into the game now. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because I have a holster for my long gun, I can switch to it faster. Mm-hmm. You have the holster, right? Yeah, I got all the holsters. Because you get okay, like another yeah, one I, later. I finally got one. Yeah. Switching <laughs> to my... Ooh, because some of those early skirmishes, I was doing so bad, bro. Because I was not able to switch guns. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, clicker. Oh, shit, human. Uh, 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 bottle. Uh, Molotov cocktail. Uh, oh, shit, I got to heal. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Uh, we can get into it, the story now, actually. Let's, yeah, because yeah, I, I could go on about the <laughs> mechanics and the environments for days. It's just a gorgeous-ass game uh, and very well detailed. Uh, but, yeah, uh, the story. Mm-hmm. They did Joel fucking dirty, bro. Bad. They did Joel so dirty in the first hour of the game. Like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I was so pissed off. Like, this is really good storytelling because they've got me pissed that Joel's dead. Pissed at Abby, whatever. Excited for Ellie's revenge tour. But I also just feel just awful. You know, like, they... 
and they've they've done that in like an hour and a half like I'm excited, I'm pissed, and I'm just intrigued with everything because I'm I'm stopping and reading all the notes that I find, and um, I want to know what the hell Joel did to piss off Abby and them so so crazy to like torture him. Like it's one thing to pull up on Joel and be like, "Oh, I bet we got him cool," P- bullet in his mouth, right? But for her to be like, "Nah, we finna shoot his leg and hit him with a golf club and just make him really feel it," I'm like, "Was Joel torturing somebody else?" Did he like what did he do? Like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of Joel stories we don't have and we never got in the first game. Like he wasn't telling Ellie thirteen year old ass all the horrible shit he did. Like <laughs> Yeah. Especially as their father daughter relationship, relationship started to form. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, I was a real piece of shit before. Like we probably can't even go to this place, this place, this place. Which also made me wonder why he felt so comfortable using his actual name with strangers anyway. If he was going cross country, killing people and whooping ass, <laughs> like, like I know, like the odds of bumping into people you've like betrayed or done dirty before is like low, I guess, when you're all the way in Seattle. But it's like everybody heading that way. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. But uh, what are some of your thoughts from the like the early like or how quickly they got to that point and just the storytelling in general? And so to me, because I did finish the watch through, but I feel like it just wasn't as fresh in my memory. But I just assumed. Mm-hmm they was mad about you know the end of the last game and i, I thought they was tied to that some type of way um but yeah i just felt like um uh, i felt a little overwhelmed at first because like you said it was just like a lot like it was like last of us or no uh uncharted then ghost <laughs> then uh, apex run and then last of us so i was just like Yo, these zombies coming kind of quick. Like, oh, I got a crowbar. Wait, my crowbar died? Like, I thought I was just going to get the whack niggas into infinity with this. Nah, bro. (laughs) Everything breaks. I feel like that's been a recent addition to video games is weapons that break and managing that. And it can be frustrating. It helps in this game to make you feel more like you're in this I could die at any moment situation. But some games, I don't think it serves much. Like I fuck, like the recent Zelda game is everything breaks, and I got to the point where I just had nothing. I had no weapons in this big ass like forest. I'm like, this is so yeah. stupid. Why is everything breaking? But um, in this game, I think it works. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I think some of my earlier thoughts was just like, one, this is a cool ass game. Mm-hmm. Two, from like a new recent gamer perspective i think that uh the resource management like it i I feel like i'm just now getting to oh my bottle is full i should craft something like i don't don't know if they told us to do that at the beginning but i feel like that was like the only like tutorial that i missed because everything else Mm. like you shoot you you know whatever and I think um, if I could... They, they literally only gave you like a one sentence, hey, you should craft. It was very quick. Yeah. Like, I think quick. I'm just now figuring out like what some of the indicators are. Because I was just mm-hmm. enthralled in the world of like, okay, zombies and people trying to kill me. Um, like, there's a little wrench that pops up and it's like, oh, you have enough to craft. Like, that's what it's telling me. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm just like, you know, it's, it's the noise that happens when you get shit. Um, and there's like the, the swallow sound for the pills. Yeah, 
It's like all kind of weird audio cues. Honestly, I can't play a game now without hearing you say, man, resource management is a motherfucker. Because, like, honestly, that's when it clicked. I'm like, oh, you make more shit. And then you have more shit. And then you can get more shit. Grab more when shit. When you run out. I was just literally running around with a full-ass bottle and no fucking uh. You didn't health. make a med kit? You no med kits. The, so I'm crafting yeah. in the middle of battle. Like, I'm like, oh. Instead of, instead of when it's like, chill. <laughs> so you have three of them at the, yeah. yeah. I had to stop myself and do that yesterday. I was like, wait. I have come across a whole apartment full of stuff. I should probably make things. So that when I fight again, I don't have to make stuff. Like, it's just there. But I think what clicked was when, like, there was, like, a, a, a cloth that I couldn't grab because it said full. I was like, I should probably make something with the claws I have and then grab this cloth for later. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes you think, man. And I like that on normal mode, it still feels like um, like things are scarce. It doesn't feel like they're, like, giving me shit at every turn. Like, I, you know, you open drawers and they're just empty. Yeah, so I'm just fucking empty. Like it feels good. Like all right, I I have six bullets, but there's probably twelve people that need to be killed. So some have to be stealthily. Some will give me a bullet or two. Stop missing these Desert Eagle shots. <laughs> like, and it's crazy. Like I've had to like let zombies run closer to me because my aim is really bad right now. And I'm like, hey, if this was real, they'd have to be much closer for me to hit this shot with this pistol. It's gonna be effective, but I, it's just what I have to do. Have you, um, especially, now, especially now that I've shot real pistols, I'm like, I'm probably not doing getting a headshot on a running, <laughs> grown ass zombie when I'm afraid and hungry and yeah, I, I probably missed that shot for real. Like it's not easy to shoot a gun, let alone with a dead person running at you. So yeah, <laughs> this the terror is like times three because I feel like Last of Us One the aim was more forgiving, but this game, nah, I'm whiffing bullets all over the place. Um, it's, yeah. What I was going to say. Uh, also, I think I would have kitted out my guns a little differently. Mm, that's how I'm feeling about my um, my human upgrade. I don't even know what words I want to use. But you know how there's like the crafting thing mm-hmm. for multiple categories you of you? Pills, there's like yeah. your stealth ability, your health, your combat. Mm-hmm. Part of me is like, I want to max out my health related things just so i stand a chance even against like clickers because the maxed out health thing is like anything that would be a lethal shot you will survive but with very very little health i'm like it's something i used in tsushima like the second chance kind of thing i would like to have that here but then another part of me is like i'm a very stealthy individual and i would like to not cause a lot of havoc so i maybe i want to just go down the stealth path first i wouldn't the go way down the now i'm I'm balanced. The way it's actually happening, I'm like balancing it out actually. If I were but in my head, I wanted to go down one stripe. I would go down the, and I forget which one it is, but the one where you can craft more. Because you get to a point where you can craft twice as much with half the materials. Oh. But I don't know if that's... it's unlocked for you yet. But look at it. Because I was like, when the fuck I did, did this the happen? crafting speed. Like I, I doubled my speed, but I think the next one. Is probably it might be um, two more down because yeah, that yeah. shit I think would change the game because I'm like there has to be a point where I can carry more because once you get more shit and do more you can start crafting like silencers and then you get like arrows later on and stuff and like 
shit like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a game changer because it's like because there's a couple like once you get like really into the game, that shit starts getting a little scarce. Like I'm not the, the resources, yeah. and then because like right now they're giving it to you, but you get to a point like where it's like zombies and people like back to back, and like to get some decent shit you gonna have to like damn near fight to get it and you're like well damn yeah yeah i wasted the ammo i got yeah trying to get Mm -hmm. ammo (laughs) i'm Um, starting to feel the game do that is like you you put it perfectly it's like they make you fight for resources yeah mm -hmm. and it's like well i if i had been more efficient the three bullets i have now would have been added to another three but i really just went from one to four instead of yeah, it's like, but for my gun, the first thing I did was um, I added more bullets, and then maybe like got rid of some of the sway. I love her makeshift silencer. Oh, you got it already? Yeah. See, I just got it, <laughs> so I don't know what the hell I was doing. That's what I'm saying. I just got the silencer, so I knew I crafted all my shit wrong. I'm I'm finding it crazy that like. I could have got to this point without ever grabbing the shotgun, if I'm not mistaken. Because, like, I... Because you get the shotgun in the bank vault, right? I don't remember when I got it. Because, see, I, I found it in a in a bank vault, like the pump shotgun. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was a side mission. Like, they didn't have to go there at all. Because you know how the, at the beginning, Ellie and Dina were looking for gas? Mm-hmm. And the two, buildings, the two buildings you go to for gas didn't have anything besides the gas Mm -hmm. so i was like damn if i never went to this bank vault and didn't have this pump shotgun i'd have got smoked earlier because i was really blowing some heads off later but (laughs) um and that kind of brings me to an easter egg that i thought was really fucking dope uh was in the bank vault uh you know you can just open people's fucking bank drawers because the the bank is no longer (laughs) but Mm um oh i guess it brings me to two points the easter egg that i thought was cool though was if you open one of the drawers there's a ring in it and it says uh, Sick Parvis Magna, which is the same ring that Nathan Drake has mm. around his neck in Uncharted. I was like, oh, shit, this is Nathan Drake's ring. Did he? Uh, so then I was like, did he die in Seattle? Like, did he, <laughs> like, was he ever in this bank? Like, did he get bit by a zombie? Like, I just it just took me to so many places because, like, you know, if they put like Jin's Sakai sword in there, it's like, oh, ha ha. But like so Nathan Drake, like, exists in this era technically like yeah so it's like damn he had to deal with outbreak day and everything if his ring is in a bank in seattle so i thought that was a really cool way to mix the worlds together uh which is kind of what i was hoping for for like some shows we like that i was talking about last week but uh another thing about that bank vault that was cool was like they give you good insights to ellie and dina's like personality and life without like making you stop what you're doing to get it too much you know i Mm -hmm. appreciate that because they're like they're in a bank vault and there's hella money and they're like, man, what would you do if, if we if we weren't in this situation and you could have this money? And Dina's like, oh, I'd buy a farm and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Ellie's like, oh, I'd buy a spaceship and just, you know, just shit like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a cool way to learn about them, but I'm still progressing. I'm on the horse riding. They're talking about something I just did that I also didn't have to do. So it just, I like the, you know, it's building who they are up because so many things happen in between one and two that I don't fucking know. Like, yeah. There was no inclination that Ellie was gay. There was like, there's just nah. so many things. You you don't know nothing about Joel for real. Like Dina didn't exist. Like there's yeah, there's so many blanks to fill in there. 
doing it while you're fighting for your life, which is where did amazing. you uh, end off at? Oh, let's see. We got the gas. Um, I've had my first like mix of interactions with humans and zombies, mm-hmm. but I'm still like, what's the last major thing that happened? Um, they got ca- like the the horse got blown up. Um, they got captured. They I escaped that. that. Yeah. Um, that shit had me fucked up because it just was like really loud and unexpected. <laughs> like a jump scare when the light is bright and they're just riding a horse. Like, come on, man, leave me alone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm already like scared as hell whenever it gets dark or like quiet. But like, just for it to be broad daylight and they're just on a horse and then boom, like, oh, come on. Yeah, R.I.P. Shimmer, man. Damn. Yeah, they bumped into Shimmer's dead body. That might have been the. <laughs> that might have been the last major cutscene I saw. Mm. Yeah, I'm like in between like them just continuing to weave through the WLF forces, but there's like more of them now. Like they're actually looking for us, kind of. Mm. Um, yeah, there was no major story beat again. I don't think they're kind of on the trail of Tommy. Okay. Okay. Like they're kind of figuring out. Oh, he was just here a second ago. So you didn't get into the subway <laughs> with all them clickers yet. Okay. Okay. So no, okay. I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. I've seen them walk around with dogs, like the the w, the wolves, whatever. WLF. I've seen them with dogs, but I haven't got to like the scent trail, oh, whatever. Yeah. But also, if you're saying there's a subway full of clickers, bro, I'm already pretty stressed out. <laughs> I just, bro, they sound so horrible, and like some of the runners, they sound like they're crying. Like that shit is so that, that's actually terrifying. Like I don't even know what's more terrible. Oh no, you know, like when the clickers do that, like they stop to scream. That shit is so yeah. Ugh. Because like they're always screaming when you like it feels. Let me put it this way: it doesn't feel as random as they're making it feel. Like, it feels like the game knows when you're, like, within a certain radius of the clicker, and they just make them squeal just to, like, yeah. make you not want to do the um, movements and the, the stealth kill. Like, they just, I feel like this is not random. That clicker ain't screaming just to scream. That, that nigga knows I'm here. But they don't. <laughs> like, they don't know you're there, but I feel like the game was programmed to, like, gotcha. Because like, yeah. <laughs> they, ugh, that noise is disgusting. Um, now, the runners. Oh, and then there was a runner that hopped the fence. I was like, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, them niggas that get after you. <laughs> Bro, I'm like, nah, not them being able to use their, their limbs properly. <laughs> like, that shit. Because I think the first skirmish that was like zombies and people, there's a gas station on my right, and we're in a library on the left. And so in the library, it was, it was like a bookstore or something. But you oh, hear yeah, the. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can hear the clickers inside a room and like the runners, they're they're in a room, but it's like you don't have to go in there. So like, uh, let me deal with humans first. So I go to the gas station to deal with the humans, and I think one of them saw me and they're like, Hey, go get her. But like that person screaming alerted the zombies, so the zombies bust out the room and attack the humans, and I was free to go. I was like, Oh, <laughs> this did not happen in the first game like that. Like, not to where I can just start picking off humans picking off zombies heal up and just wait until they're done fighting like i was like oh this is some apex shit uh, like i'm the third <laughs> i'm i'm the third party right now like yeah 
let me uh, wait till they're done. So there was like one clicker left standing after that. And I was like, oh, okay, let's just kill it. <laughs> um, so that was cool to see how the game's AI is like pretty damn smart. Like no, the clickers didn't just damn run up on. Yeah, I'm like, the... bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Um, and the fact that you can go prone is pretty dope too, because um, I found myself like crawling, army crawling in the grass, load up a Molotov, throw it while I'm in the grass, still laying down, snipe somebody else. I'm like, these are some cool little combos you can do here. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's also terrifying when you aren't trying to start a skirmish and you're prone. I'm like, is there anything I can do while prone to set myself up to continue to be quiet? Shooting Probably from the ground right is ass. Oh, it sucks, but. It, yeah. it would in real life. <laughs> it, it, I don't. I don't think that should be easy without the little yeah the tripod, the sniper tripod. Um, but let's see, combat is intense and good. Story's great. Yeah, they got Joe fucked up. Oh, uh, so Ellie finally and casually told Dina. So like, as soon as we got off the pod and I played again one of my questions was answered was like how they're going to handle Ellie being immune in her relationship with Dina and Ellie, like while they were still naked, like she's like, Oh yeah. Uh, I got this scar from a zombie that bit me, but I didn't die. And so I put a tattoo on it to cover it up. And Dina's like, shut the fuck up. Stop playing. And Ellie's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. But then that dude walked down and they couldn't finish the conversation. Mm-hmm. But like Ellie literally tried to, Hey, I'm immune to this shit. And they haven't picked up that conversation since. Because a bunch of shit's happening, but I'm like, I need them to keep talking about this. Like, because it, I mean, for it to be to the point where Dina doesn't even believe it's possible is like that. I feel like the myth of Ellie or Ellie's name is not as out there as I think, but the way the wolves act makes me think that people know of her completely still because mm-hmm. of the events in number one. Yeah, but they're younger. You gotta remember, they were kids, so they wouldn't really. No, but I mean, like, somebody in the Wolves has to know who oh, yeah, 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 is. Oh, yeah, 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 And Dina also made a very good point in conversation. She's like, why didn't they kill you when they had the chance just now? And she's like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But I'm wondering if Ellie's like, I think I know. Like, because she sounded kind of shitty when she was saying it. I don't, I don't know, like, why they didn't kill me. Like, I'm alive. Aren't you happy? Like, shit, let's move on. So I was like, uh, maybe they know what she is. Because they definitely, because, yeah, when they got caught up, when they got, um, tied up in that school Ellie could have died at four different times in that sequence like I mean I know Dina came jumped through the roof and saved the day but it's like uh, Ellie could have died and like some of them have seen Ellie already with Joel and just nah, yeah. she should have died so I think this is on purpose hmm. but we shall see yeah any other uh, game updates we need to get to um oh uh, yeah a couple small points um I tried out Pokemon Unite. Uh, it's the Pokemon MOBA, mm-hmm. and it's free to play on the Switch. Uh, it runs pretty smooth. And if anybody else is like me and has never really like played a MOBA, I feel like this is a good entry point. I don't know if the other, like the big ones, like League of Legends and stuff, are free mm-hmm. or whatever. What's a MOBA? I don't know what it stands for. I just I know I'm kind of starting to learn how they how they play, but. Yeah, M-O-B-A. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the acronym is, but, like, they're basically team games that, like, have very simple controls, but, like, the more strategic you and your team are, the, be- the easier it is to, like, power up and score. Multiplayer and, online battle arena. Got it. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're in small arenas with teams of five or six, and you duke it out with like four or five buttons. Got it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, it's it's simple, um, but I I just never got into one at this point, and uh, that's the reason I picked it up. I was like, I like Pokemon. It's I like free stuff. Uh, <laughs> I have interest in the MOBA content. Like there has to be a reason this type of game is still super popular, um, I, and I get it. Um, they put you through. Tra- I just did the training thing, and you're. I think I was Pikachu, and I just learned the buttons and how to score and how the menus work. And I was like, oh, I get it. If I only have to learn five buttons, and like there's healer characters and offensive characters and mid range characters, and you want to get to the your opponent's side and just dunk a ball, and the ball gets bigger if you damage other people. And I was like, this is a simple concept. Uh, but the Switch doesn't have like party chat the way the PlayStation does. So I'm like, I would want to communicate with my team if I took this game seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like big on Discord yet, so I don't know how deep I'll get into this game. But it looks good. It runs smooth, and I think it's a good entry point into this genre. So if anybody is has a Switch and is, is willing to try it, I think it's worth it just to check it out. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I have on Unite until I actually get into a team game and all that but it was it was a cool little run just learn it cool yeah man speaking of games and teammates and shit fuck apex man like (laughs) why you say fuck apex it just hasn't been fun like i'm glitching my internet speeds are good i get a team and they're like i swear for like a week straight people was just jumping off the map like soon as we drop they're going off the map and like i i don't know what's in the air but apex has been unbelievably janky <laughs> yeah i've i've been uh like my camera will strafe to the left by itself a lot i don't think it's my controllers because i've got like four of them and i just keep rotating them cameras being weird uh one of my friends i play with he had like a week where he was lagging like the whole week yeah uh, when you try to rely on a random teammate the game doesn't even give you a third teammate sometimes um no, the game's been super janky. There's, I don't yeah, know what else to say. Yeah, dropping by myself, teammates not there. And then, but, like, yeah, like, some of my teammates literally, like, um, on the new map, just jumping in the wind. Like, all right, well, we just died for no reason. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, we got on the old map, and now they're landing on rocks so that we can't. Usually you can jump off, but, like, they put us in a place where we couldn't jump off. And so the time ran out, and I'm like, like why? Yeah, I, I feel like every transition between the new season has been janky the past couple of times around because this season ten is August fifth or something, mm-hmm. and the map is starting to have earthquakes and these weird little like the more they add this like not really important or whatever right before this shit kicks off is like yeah I don't think it's helping like it's the game's been mad janky and I'm five levels away from finishing this battle pass. And you get a big chunk of rewards for it. So I'm praying I can just deal with the jankiness for a couple more days and knock out the battle pass. Um, but yeah, you're, you're not wrong, man. It's been it's been rough. But outside of that, I mean, you know, it's whatever. But I just haven't been playing it as much. I'm How do you probably... feel about Seer? Do you think you're going to end up using him at all? you uh, like his character design? Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Not a, not a fan of Lil Nas X from the previews? <laughs> I just got to see what he does. Oh, the, the preview dropped? Yeah, there's like a trailer that actually shows him. What's his it, it's still, uh, it's still, it's still a It's still a cinematic trailer, so it's not like 
gameplay footage. I think that trailer is this week when they actually okay. show how his shit works. But um, he has mini drones. They're like really, really tiny drones. And it looked like on the preview, he was like parting caustic gas with the drones. Like he literally just pushed it away. Hmm. And then like his ultimate looked like Bloodhound scan, but like in the color of blue. Mm-hmm. But it also leaves a trail of people. So it seems like he does recon stuff, but also messes up other people's ultimates, which seems like he'll be a good character to like push teams with uh, based off that preview. So we'll see. Um, that <laughs> Just being able to like part the Red Sea of caustic gas sounds pretty dope. Uh, God, Bangalore smoke, caustic gas, yeah. And maybe just dismantle Watson Trap. I don't know. But uh, I think this week's trailer will explain more what he can and can't do. Yeah. I'm going to just wait. It was, it was mostly a cinematic video. So it was like, you know how they like have them flipping off shit. And like, you can't do that anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So the non cinematic gameplay trailer is supposed to be this week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That is a little Nas X. I just watched it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm excited for new players and he's black, but. I think this game is about to get nuts. I think this is about to be, uh, what did this game come from? Titanfall. I think they're just about to move Titanfall over here. Yeah, so I feel like they're going to mix. They're mixing like the existing characters' backgrounds so much, and the maps is changing a lot. And Yeah, something, something big is coming. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Uh, but I do feel like it's going to kind of put characters in a weird... Because, like, uh, Valkyrie is, like, OP. If we get two more Valkyries, I feel like people like Bloodhound become less. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I don't know anything about design in this way for balance. Like I don't know at what point it starts to feel unbalanced, but maybe the fact that it is that it is teams of three keeps it manageable, and there's like multiple characters that have some verticality. But I, it also depends on how they nerf them. Like, mm-hmm. like Horizon used to be unstoppable before they nerfed her, but now they have a character that literally has wings. And so it's like, do you need do you need another character that can get up in the sky? Is Valkyrie being slow in the air enough to keep her reasonable? Because she's starting to feel less intimidating, just a little bit. But she's still, every game she's fucking up something for you. Or like bringing a, week, bringing a team back into the fight in a way that, you know, no, but early Valkyrie was like scary. It was like literally scary to have her pull up. Like she's just flying, dropping missiles, shaking and moving, grabbing her team and flying out, and then coming back. It's because like, that right. cooldown for the the missiles and the jetpack was like ten seconds. It's like you can't missile me every ten seconds. <laughs> like even though the damage is small, you still fucking up everybody's movement, and it covers a lot of air. Yeah, nah. Um, yeah, no, nah, she's definitely less scary. Um, I, I like playing. You still haven't played with her, right? I have a little bit. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's fun. It feels yeah, like feels good. Mm-hmm. Not apexy. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's just the flying. Um, but yeah, it, on that note, I did want to say I seen. You know, we were talking about like unstoppable teams and stuff. I seen mm-hmm. an article that was saying like creating a good team, you want at least one player that can get high. Um, yeah that's why i'm wondering like after seer the next character might have some more verticality because um 
was it Pathfinder, I guess, has verticality, and then uh, Horizon and uh, Valkyrie. Well, no. I think they said they wanted to get you and potentially your team high. Oh. Hmm. Because, you know, sometimes you just literally end up in the middle of nowhere with that random, like, mountain. And it's like, oh, you yeah. Know. And then, like, you either climb up in a really goofy way, or you're lucky enough to have an octane or somebody that can uh, pull you up there. Yeah. And have you noticed how fast Revenant can climb and how, how much higher? Well, yeah, like, I think that's he, his passive. He can climb a little faster and higher. But I feel like, because they added even more, like, you can climb up even higher now. Yeah. <laughs> And my cousin runs uh, Revenant a lot, and there he climbed up something faster than I could climb up. Like, I don't even know, but it was like a really, really high point. I was like, all right, <laughs> I've never even seen anybody stand up there before. Like, how is the thing not doing that? You're out of bounds. Warning. To yeah, you. Like, yeah, this yeah. is unbelievable. But yeah, Revenant, he, he's getting scary. Mm-hmm. I like pushing with him. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Using his little totem. Yeah, yeah. But I also like fucking it up when people uh, push. But as far as uh, timing things goes, I hope they don't change um, Rampart because I, I brought it up before, but like I've been in position so long and her Sheila refreshes so fast that we had two Sheilas up in the same spot before just because she gets it back so quickly. So hopefully they don't change that because I, I love ruining somebody's day with that, mm. with that gun. So Yeah, man. But uh, outside of that, I've just been trying to get better with uh, Watson. Um I think she's due for a buff this season. Good. They haven't said what, but um, they, they're they trying to get more people to use her. So they're going to add something to her. So we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for this week. Um, yeah. Pretty interesting week. Uh, I think this week I'm going to consume a lot more content. Uh, now that I got my little schedule. I think I'm going to try to do uh, season two of uh, 91 Days. Yeah, it might be that time to knock mm-hmm. that out. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we enjoy bringing up all three sections of this content, and I hope you guys do too. Uh, and with that, definitely share the blurs. Somebody had actually Snapchatted me today saying, oh, you have a podcast? So I'm like, <laughs> I, uh, and he's somebody who enjoys this these conversations, and I'm pretty sure he's just a podcast person in general, so... As we keep doing our job, definitely uh, put people on. And he also asked me where episode one is. So I guess also if you are putting people on, let them know they didn't miss a beat starting at two. There's no inside <laughs> joke you missed. Like, we're all, you still going to be part of the fam if you started two. Like, one was just, the audio was, was rough. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't talk about nothing too crazy. There's nah. no hidden gem. There's no hidden gem show you're missing. Like, Yeah. Two, two is great put people on uh, let them know that a YouTube version will also be coming very soon we'll keep you guys posted on that as well but as always we do this for the blurs. <laughs>